Welcome to the Spa Pool Marketing Success Podcast, where you'll learn proven strategies to help you outsmart, outmarket, and outperform your competitors. Every episode is jam-packed with tips, tools, and tactics designed to drive more traffic, generate more leads, and increase sales. Now, here's your host, David Carlton. Welcome to today's podcast where I'm going to review one of the main sources of paid traffic, sometimes referred to as PPC or pay-per-click, Google AdWords, which, by the way, is now called Google Ads. If you've decided to start using Google AdWords, there are three critical things you need to do before getting started. Number one, implement best practices when setting up campaigns. Before you do anything else, you need to create a single Gmail account for all your Google properties, including Google Analytics, Search Console, Google My Business, and YouTube. Doing this provides AdWords with much more information that can be used to optimize your Google AdWords campaigns, improve click-through rates, and increase conversions. The next thing you want to do is add a privacy policy to your website. Google looks to see if you have a privacy policy when they evaluate your keyword quality scores. A higher quality score for specific keywords can lower your cost per click. The next thing you want to do is add measurable calls to action on your website and keep them visible on every page. One of the ways you measure the effectiveness of AdWords is by conversions. And you can't have a conversion unless you have a call to action that suggests or leads a prospect down a specific sales funnel. The next thing you want to do is align your calls to action with the customer journey. Different types of calls to action need to be created for different parts of the sales journey. Why? Well, people at the top of the sales funnel may not know what ozone is or the value of a saltwater system, for instance. Advertising that targets ozone or free saltwater system will likely only appeal to prospects who have done the research and know what these items are and how much they're worth. On the other hand, someone that just sat in a hot tub for the first time last night and does a search for a hot tub Chicago, for instance, on Google is probably looking for some basic information and not likely to be a buyer at this point in the sales journey. The next thing you want to do is automate and systemize your follow-up. Without downplaying the importance of human interaction, you want a system in place that works 24-7, whether you're working or not. Quite a few leads come in after normal business hours and you probably don't want to have to answer the phone or send an email at that time. With an automated, systemized approach to generating and following up with leads in place, you won't have to. Your lead generation system needs to automatically deliver whatever you promised. So if you're offering a hot tub buyer's guide, it needs to be delivered immediately. A thank you email should be sent to the prospect immediately, followed by a notification email to your sales team letting them know a lead was just generated. The next thing you want to do is create a unique landing page. Never send AdWords traffic to your website homepage. You may sell different types of products, all prominently featured on your homepage, but you may only be using AdWords to advertise hot tubs. Why make a visitor who clicks on a hot tub ad work harder than they need to by forcing them to sift through your homepage to find the hot tub link? 
Instead, create a unique landing page for each product line you target with AdWords. Your landing page should not be accessible to the general public and therefore should not appear anywhere in your website's navigation. This makes it much easier to track AdWords analytics. Creating a high-performing AdWords landing page isn't complicated. You just need to know what to include. Number one, the headline. First, create a compelling headline that matches your ad. Write something that grabs the reader's attention like hot tub clearance sale. Next, create a subheadline that invites them to continue reading down the page. Next, I suggest photos and video. Include a photo of your offer and a few lines of copy that describes the offer in detail. If you're offering 0% financing for 48 months, it should be there. Also, don't forget that whatever was promised in the ad needs to be on the landing page. These are the details of your deal, like pricing, financing, freebies, and that sort of thing. Your landing page needs decent graphics, videos, and at least some text. Avoid having just a picture and nothing else. While people can read it, Google can't, and it doesn't help your quality score if you don't have at least some text on the page. Finally, it's helpful to include social proof or even better, a rating from the Better Business Bureau. In fact, credibility building elements like these aren't just for the landing page, but should be everywhere else on your site. Now let's talk about structure and targeting options. At the very highest level, AdWords consists of campaigns with specific ad groups underneath. I suggest that you separate ad groups by product types like hot tubs, swim spas, saunas, etc. Under each ad group are unique ads and under each ad are keywords associated with those ads. When you set up an AdWords campaign, there are several different options that you can choose such as search network and display. If you're doing this for the first time, Google will prompt you to select one. Here are a few other options for targeting. Locations. Be sure if you're in Chicago, for instance, you're not advertising in Boston. When you set up your campaigns, Google gives you several different options in the location settings section. Radius targeting. If you create a 20 mile radius around Chicago, this will graphically show you what the radius includes. And you can zoom in to make sure your radius includes the areas that you want. City targeting. By inputting Chicago, for example, it will list the city and graphically show you what it includes. Zip code targeting. You can also type in zip codes and advertise just to people within those areas. Now let's talk about how to develop a keyword strategy that gets results. Now that you're more familiar with what AdWords is and how it works, let's look at the different kinds of keyword search types, how they're used, and where to find them. Google describes four keyword types this way. The first one is broad match. Broad match is the default match type that all your keywords are assigned. Ads may show on searches that include misspelling, synonyms, related searches, and other relevant variations. So if your keyword is women's hats, someone searching for buy ladies hats as well as women's scarves might see your ad. Broad match modifier. Broad match modifiers are similar to broad match except that the broad match modifier option only shows ads and searches that includes the words with a plus sign in front of them. For instance, plus women's hats or 
close variations of the plus terms. Phrase match. Ads may show on searches that match a phrase or close variations of that phrase, which may include additional words before or after. Ads won't show, however, if a word is added to the middle of the phrase that changes the meaning of the phrase. Phrase match is designated with quotation marks like, quote, women's hats, unquote. Exact match. Ads may show on searches that match the exact term or close variations of that exact term. Close variants include searches for keywords with the same meaning as the exact keywords, regardless of spelling or grammar differences between the query and the keyword. Exact match is designated with brackets around them. Now let's talk about the difference between keywords and search terms. According to Google, a keyword is the word or set of words that Google advertisers create for a given ad group to target your ads to customers. A search term is the exact word or set of words a customer enters when searching on Google.com or one of our search network sites. Use the search terms report to identify new search terms with high potential and add them to your keyword list. When building your list, look for search terms that aren't as relevant to your business and add them as a negative keyword. This can help you avoid spending money showing your ad to people that aren't interested in it. Now, I've already talked about research versus buying keywords in a previous podcast, but it's worth reviewing it again as it relates to Google AdWords. Over the years, I've developed my own strategy for classifying keywords. Over the years, I've developed my own strategy for classifying keywords. I believe that the phrase hot tubs is a research keyword as opposed to a phrase like hot tub prices, which is a buying keyword phrase. Someone who types in hot tub San Antonio might be a good prospect for a hot tub buyer's guide because they may still be in the research phase of buying a hot tub. Compare that with someone who types in hot tub prices San Antonio who might have already done the research and might be more interested in getting a hot tub price quote. It's helpful to create separate ad groups based on buyer intent buying keywords like hot tub sale or hot tub price, for example, and research keywords like hot tubs and hot tub dealer. I also recommend that you create an ad group specifically for local competitors. So where can you find all these important keywords? Well, by clicking on the Tools tab in Google AdWords, you'll find their Keyword Planner tool. Type in a specific keyword and the tool will provide you with many different keyword suggestions that are relevant or related to your original keyword. It also gives you the average monthly searches for that specific keyword. That concludes today's podcast. Have questions, need additional information? Feel free to call me anytime. Like what you've heard? I'd love to get your feedback. I look forward to giving you more helpful information on my next podcast. That's it for this episode of the Spa Pool Marketing Success Podcast. Have questions? Need additional information? Or just want to talk about your business? Feel free to call us anytime. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to giving you even more helpful information on our next episode.